Hey family, welcome to the Grabbing My Sword podcast. Here we are honest about our mistakes, we are open about our journey, and we are looking to be transformed through the word of God. I pray that this podcast will bless your soul, and I pray that you will enjoy it. God bless you. What's up, what's up, good people? Y'all, welcome to another episode of Grabbing My Pod. Grabbing my pod. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Grabbing My Sword, y'all. I'm, I'm keeping this. I'm not re-editing this or nothing. Welcome to another episode of Grabbing My Sword. I am your host, Tavon Bowman. And before we jump into it, I just want to say once again, thank you to everybody that has been supporting this podcast. I greatly appreciate it. And I have here my first guest that is going to be on the show my good brother, I'm going to let him introduce himself, but I met this guy a couple of years ago, and ever since then, we did, we had a great, rocky relationship, but it's still been a great, golly relationship. I actually, and this is probably your first time hearing this, but I did, like, truly believe that uh, I had a vision last year, and so I guess this is one of the part of the vision. Maybe we come back and do a little bit more podcast but together, but I had a vision that God had, was going to give us a podcast together, because... When I originally got my vision to do my podcast back in 2021, I just named it Grabbing My Sword. But then we started, you know, just been sitting around having our conversations. I was like, wow, what if me and my boy do a podcast and name it QT or QMT or something <laughs> like that? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But I didn't have that vision. So I guess this is a part of the vision. Right. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move it over. I'm going to let you introduce <laughs> yourself to the people. What's up, everybody? I am Kamar. Um, I am excited to be on the Becoming, oh wait, that's my <laughs> podcast. I do have a podcast, y'all, called Becoming Free Podcast, so I'm used to saying that, but I'm glad to be on Grabbing My Sword Podcast. Um, you know, one thing I do believe is that it's good to have godly friendships because they help you be the best version of yourself. They bring out something different, and um, I do believe that this friendship was God-ordained. Uh, I do believe that what God did here uh, was definitely purposeful because it birthed a lot of purpose in each of us. Yeah. Um, it showed us who we are, the bad, the ugly, the good. Um, like he said, it, it has not always been a perfect friendship because one thing about it, me and him going to argue about something. And that's all right because you know if it's a true friendship, if y'all can argue about something and still be friends at the end of the day. Like me and, <laughs> me and Taylor be in the, uh, in the living room arguing, screaming at each other. But that's all right because at the end of the day, um, true friendship doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect. It just means that you guys are going to have disagreements, and that just goes with any relationship, friendship that you have in life. You're going to have some disagreements, but it's about how you bounce back from them. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good conversation today. I already know. Sometimes we get a little goofy, but it's going to be a good conversation. Thing, but I like what you said there because I know for me personally, if I can't argue with you and then we come back and read and read. Reconciliate? Did I say that right? Mm -mm, re reconciliate, but that's all right. If we don't reconcile, if we don't reconcile that's the word <laughs> I was about to say. If we, don't, if we don't argue and then reconcile with each mm -hmm. other, I knew that. I just knew that you were only that momentary. Yeah, thing. it's to see because we always we have to get to a point where we understand that everyone is not always going to be there forever. Yeah. Some people are just seasonal, and that's sometimes our issues is that we don't know how to let people go mm -hmm. because we haven't realized that everybody is not supposed to be there forever. It's not seasonal, so that's just about a line of it all. I realize some people are just seasonal, and that's okay. They serve their purpose, and I yeah. serve my purpose to them, and it's time to move on. That's why we have a lot of baggage because we can't let go and move on. That's good. And 
I know we're not supposed to be ta- we're not really talking about we're not talking about that, but, but I don't know. We, <laughs> I can talk about it again. But like for real, like even when I'm I'm talking to a girl, I can't if we don't if we argue, and I I never got past us arguing. I'm always annoyed after mm. the, after that. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't like you, and I've realized. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> there's, only, there's literally only one girl that I can argue with, uh-huh. and then I'd be like, all right, uh, so are we good? Like, every other girl I, I argue with her is like, you need to wrap this up because I don't like you. Yeah. I, I was just actually telling her that the other night, too. It was in the car. Praise so God. We, we, we just thanked the Lord for that. We don't get to that. <laughs> anyway, what we, what we was going to talk about today is sin. Mm. And, whoo! It's gonna get toasty here. I don't know how long. I don't know how long this uh, podcast gonna be because seeing we could talk about it all day. Listen, so I'm in a series. I've been in a series since I started um, talking about. I'm sorry, I moved my mic too much. Talking about just mental illness mm-hmm. and mental health. Um, when I uh, and how it really affected me. Right. And one episode I talked about. Um, being all in for God. That was just an introduction. Last episode, I talked about it is not. Next episode, I talked about it's not okay to be okay. And then next episode, I talked about disappointment. But I realized that sin caused me to be depressed. Like, yeah. not caused me to be depressed. Sin was a reason, was one of the reasons why I was right, 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 depressed. Right. Absolutely. I was so far into the sin. Yeah. That I was living the scripture where it says the wages of sin is death. death. Right. Because mm-hmm. I was so deep in sin, I felt so yeah, that's dead so good. to God. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just felt like God couldn't use me. I feel like God didn't love me no more. I feel like God did not want nothing to do with me no more. I feel like my relationship with Christ was completely over because of that. And we have we have had many 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 conversations about our sin mm-hmm. absolutely that's that's a good point because you said that sin is what caused you depression uh-huh. and what i've come to realize is that my sin caused me depression because i was so deep into it i didn't think I, there was a way out of it right. but what you also have to understand is that being in sin there's no there's no peace in it there's no joy in it yep. and it drains you and so, you know, we're we're both in a season where God is calling us out of sin. And it's very interesting because it's happening at the same time. What God is doing in a, both of our lives is honestly right at the same pace in a sense um, where God is calling us out of sin, bringing us back to a place where we belong in him. Right. Um, and at first I was like, man, God, it took this it took this long for you to come up and show out. You know what I'm saying? But I believe that what I've been through and the sin that I was in, and we'll talk about the, that sin because I'm very open about it now. Um, what sin I, I was in, it served a purpose. There was purpose in it still. You know, because there's going to be other people. Some people die in their sin. They are not able to come out of it yeah. because they don't know how to. But when we can connect to people and let people know that you're looking at a product of what grace looks like, what mercy looks like, what an overcomer looks like, you can do it too. Because trust me, it was a point in time where I was like, yeah, I ain't going to make it. I ain't going to make it. My God. So um, what I will say is, is that you got to know, you got to know what you're willing to do. What you're willing to do to get out of sin. And it's, t- it's kind of hard because a lot of times we don't know what to do. We got into this sin and we're like, man, I'm stuck. 
And so now you're trying to find a ways to get unstuck. And it becomes a lot, uh, it becomes a burden. It becomes a heavy burden on many of us because, you know, we're reading our word and we're seeing what the word says. And it's good to read your word, but it's hard to put it in action sometimes. Yeah, that's, that's one I wanted to touch on. Uh, I remember us talking uh, one day. This is when we stayed downstairs. And I don't know what we was in your room or our kitchen, whatever. It don't matter. But I remember saying that, Kamar, how long are we going to mm-hmm. praise God, mm-hmm. pray to God, mm-hmm. go to church, right? preach the word, right? but then come home and still living the same? Still living the same. I remember you telling me one day um, how you feel like you couldn't get out of your sin. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think that a l- how, th- and that's not even you, a lot of us feel like, I, I remember saying that to myself, and I, uh, before we get too deep, uh, let's, I want to I wanna share my testimony right. about my sin, because, you know, a lot of, first of all, this is funny. <laughs> you know, I think you probably know what I'm saying. A lot of people think my sin is something totally different to what my sin is. <laughs> Like I and I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I look like the I'm roles are switched. Like, <laughs> I, like some people think that my sin is gay. Right. <laughs> I don't get it. Like why? Y'all, do y'all know that Tay is so? And he'll send me something like, I don't understand. I'm about to say something on Instagram, but I know that ain't gonna be I'm right. Not, and I'm not homophobic. <laughs> like I'm not a homophobic. I, I don't. I, like I have friends that's gay. I have family members that's gay. <laughs> what gets me is why do you think I'm just because I'm light skinned with some cute eyes? <laughs> why do I gotta be gay? Help us on today. Help us, Holy Ghost. That's not my sin, but my sin was sex. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm gonna be honest. I was a late bloomer. Like when I was in high school, I think up to my like my junior year, I didn't have sex. So I was like 16 when I first started having sex. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought I was playing because they seen how many girls I talked to. But right, nah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm, that's not my, that's not my sin. <laughs> that's, that's not something that, uh, I do or I deal with. That's just, I mean, what I'm saying, I, when I was talking to girls, I was like, no, nah, I just don't, got, I don't got time for that. I don't have time to, for, uh, to be mingling around. I really didn't like girls in high school. Like I would talk to a girl for a week. Next week I'm talking to a different girl. Like I was just doing that. I, I didn't. I made it to first base, but I wasn't making it to home plate. Like, I didn't care. And then one day, I'm like, you know what? I'm about to try this out. And I hit one girl. Mm, my lord. I ain't All it takes is one. Uh, but it was, yeah, no. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was. It lasted like 30 seconds. But I'm like, mm. I didn't really get the feeling. Right, right. And listen, we, we honest on this podcast. I, 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 didn't get the, I didn't get that feeling that I won't. So I started talking to another girl, and I ain't gonna lie, it was great. My lord, on today. Sex is God created sex. Sex is great. Oh yes, like sex is definitely so God ordained. So it was good that it was great. It was just the fact that I was doing outside of marriage. But at that time, at when I'm 16, I wasn't looking at it as a sin. Mm. I was blind to it being a sin. I I, I wasn't looking at it. And I'm gonna bring up Romans in here in a minute because that that's that that part was that was good right there. I wasn't looking at it as a sin. So after the second girl, I just skyrocketed. When I and when I came to college, it was like whoo, worse. Mm-hmm. But then I watched uh, Mike Todd series, mm-hmm. 
I don't know if it was Relationship Goals or whatever the series was that talked about sex mm-hmm. and sex outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, why? Yeah. And it was around the same time where I became depressed. I said, wow. I can't believe that I'm doing soul ties. Soul ties. Yeah, that was a good. I feel, ugh. You know how many soul ties I was walking around with? Because you kind of embody so, and I know people don't think this, but like, everybody has such a different spirit, and you like connecting with everybody, and everybody, you know, you had some type of connection with them. And sometimes we'd be like, why are we acting up? You didn't got somebody else. If you got somebody else issues now you're dealing you with. somebody else data inside. Yeah. And I didn't understand it until I watched that series. And I, I mean, how he was saying, like, you're making God say yes to something that he never wanted to say yes to. Mm-hmm. You become one with this person. It just, it made me even more depressed than I was. Because I, I, I sat there and I thought about every person I had sex with. Mm. And I said, uh, yuck, oh my God. <laughs> like you're you was that horny oh oh <laughs> help us that you did that and it it, 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 it was crazy but then what i realized is that i need that mm-hmm. and uh paul he talks about that in romans 7 how sin got its advantage through the law through the law right before i looked at the law i was sinning mm. With no conviction. No conviction. But when yeah. I looked at the law and I looked at what the word of God said, said that's when my sin became convicted. Mm-hmm. I became convicted because of my sin, and I felt useless. But that wasn't the p- sole purpose of when I read the word of God. God did not want me to be con- feel condemned. He wanted me to feel convicted and grow from it. But instead, when I fell into my sin, I felt it condemned, and it forced me to stop believing that I could ever have a relationship with God. I yeah. went from being called to ministry at 16 to somebody prophesying on my life said, you're going to make a great leader one day, to feeling like there's no way mm-hmm. I'm leading anybody mm-hmm. right. with, all th- with this big old baggage of souls Absolutely. that I was never supposed to be connected to. Right. And, you know, um, that's so good because a lot of times, and I'll share my testimony now. Are you, you going to read your Bible scripture, Doc? No, you can go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I share. <laughs> I just pulled it up so um, I can make sure, like, I, 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 if just I'm going to it's um, right, yeah. make sure it's right. Because I don't want nobody to say I don't know my That word. is not it. <laughs> um, but anyhow, so my sin is uh, homosexuality. So, uh, <laughs> uh that that has been my sin since the age of six, um, and I have s- just started opening up about it uh, this year. Uh, the Lord, sh- I want to say that. I appreciate that. Uh, many people know that that many people that really are close to me know that has been like killing me. Like I'm talking about, it's it's literally almost killed me. Like suicide has almost been uh, my portion. Um, but uh, su- uh, hum- homosexuality has been my sin since the age of six, and it started off in kindergarten. Um, these these boys, they were older, um, in an older grade, and they kept calling me gay in the bathroom. And uh, it was, I guess it was a few of them. And so my teacher called my mom later on that night and was crying and was like, yes, I'm so sorry this happened to Kamar. And so my mom called me downstairs. She was like, Kamar, um, 
what happened at school today? And I was like, well, these boys kept calling me gay. But I kept telling them no, my name was Kamar. But they kept calling me gay, and I tell them, no, my name is Kamar. So um, that was when it first opened up uh, that, whole, that whole mess, right? And uh, as I continue to go to school, I've been to about – nine schools in my life uh, we moved to Cincinnati we moved to uh, we moved to different states um, and cities just so that I can get out of um, being called gay and bullied uh, it used to it used to eat me up alive. Some days I was like drained to even go to school. People would steal my books. People were writing my lockers, putting notes in my lockers, uh, just humiliate me in front of the class, in front of people, talk about me. I don't know if y'all remember Kick, but Kick was a big, um, <laughs> Kick was a big messenger thing back in the day. It used to go crazy, and so Kick. Um, they were like bullying me in like the Kick group chats, and it was just really bad. Um, but I remember growing up. Uh, when I was younger, they used to say all the time, people would prophesy to me as well, like, you're going to be, you're going to be that leader. You're going to be um, a prophet above, above the nations. All right, Doc, get that cough together. Praise God. Um, th th people say, you're going to be a prophet. You're going to be a pastor. You're going to do this. And I thought to myself, that is impossible for God to do in me. Because if y'all know what I w I'm carrying, y'all know what I'm dealing with. Like, and I even I ain't even said this yet, right? I ain't even said this on any of my platforms. I am on TikTok, and so I share a lot of my stuff on TikTok. Um, that is my growing tic that's my growing platform that I'm mostly on. But I never shared this part. Like, I knew that I was in. Okay, let me slow down. What people need to stop thinking is that people choose to be gay. That's not the choice that a lot of people want to make. Because if you think I wanted to be gay, that is so crazy. I would never want to be gay. Here's what the choice is. Say, <laughs> 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 don't you start this, I'm dress. sorry, but that was just like, like no, I, I don't. <laughs> I never wanted to be gay. I don't, I, people call me sassy. I don't, I don't want to be none of that, okay? And I'm not coming for anybody that are gay or LGBTQ plus IA. I'm not coming for none of y'all. I promise you, I'm not. But what I am going to say is that people think that we choose to be gay. Here's the thing. The choice comes whether you're going to stay that way. That's what a choice is. It was never I chose to be that way. It was just something that I walked into and I lived in. The choice came whether I was going to stay there and whether I was going to submit to God. Mm -hmm. That was where the choice came in at. And I chose to submit to God recently. I've always tried to submit to God. That was never that was never something I was not trying to do, but it's always the enemy was always attacking, okay? So anyhow, let me finish because I want to wrap this up because uh, it's very long. But um, I remember 15 years old, I uh, had given up and... I was I went outside and I was gonna get in my car and I was like, you know what, God, I'm I'm over this, like I'm done, and I was just a crying outside. Uh, me and my mom had got into it, um, and growing up, I used to I used to when I was a little kid, I used to dress in like women clothing. Like I know this is I know y'all probably gonna laugh at that, but like my mom, she would have her stuff around. People would never know this because I never do it in front of my mom or anything. But I used to do that. So I knew that there was something different about me, right? From a very young age. This is so gruesome. I hate talking about this stuff because it's really crazy. But anyhow, uh, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. But, um, yeah, so I was doing that stuff. But at the age of 15, I never forget it. Um, the Lord was like, I need you to wait because there's more. And I never forget that day when he said that to me. I got up. I was still crying. I went in the house. And I went to my room because a lot of times when I was growing up, I didn't really have a lot of I didn't have that role model. I didn't have a father figure. I didn't have a male figure. Like, I didn't have that. I really didn't have friends. All my friends were females, but we were close. Um, and I used to I used to just be in my room worshiping, worship, prayer, 
and praise was my favorite thing. That's always been me. And um, I, I remember just going through so much uh, growing up. God would ha continue to reveal that he had his hand on my life because he would open up so many doors when I was younger. I'm like, man, I, that's crazy. I was on TV. I was doing all types of stuff when I was growing up. Well, I remember uh, my mom, when I was going to high school, she was like, Kamar, She's like, I'm not changing this no more schools. Like, we're not doing this. You're going to have to rock this thing out. You're going to have to roll with it. Whatever they say, they say. You're just going to have to grow up. And I remember walking to high school that day, and I was looking at myself. I was like, come on, you're going to go in here, act like a man, and you're going to be big, bad, and buff. Well, somebody asked me for a pencil in class, and I told him I didn't have another pencil for him, so I didn't give it to him. He was like, well, that's why you're gay, and I bust out crying. Like, I, I went to the bathroom, bust out crying, because I was like, God, I thought I was doing a good job. Apparently, it was not good enough. And so um, I, got, I got agitated with God, because what people don't understand is that people that are homosexual that were younger and they knew 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, their prayers, God, changed me. Their prayer is God changed me, but God hasn't changed them. It's not like they're not trying. And at that time, I wasn't. And some people think that people got touched or they got raped or anything. No, that was never the issue when I was younger. Um, that was never the issue. But what I will say is it was just something that I was attracted to, just like a heterosexual. They're attracted to what they like, and that was what I was in. Um, in high school, God showed me my senior year. Uh, my senior year, the Lord showed me. He said, uh Remember when I said, wait, there's more. So I, in 10th grade, that's when he said that. In the 12th grade, we had the pandemic, but the Lord never failed that promise that he uh, reminded me of. And that's when I was able to get a full-ride scholarship to college. And I remember sitting in my room one day like, God, I don't know how I'm going to pay for college. What am I going to do? Um, my mom ain't going to pay for it. And I was just like, well, maybe i just figure out something. I work at a factory. I don't know. <laughs> but the Lord opened that door for me. And it reminded me that he was faithful to his promises. So uh, my sin has been homosexuality, but... Um, it has been, and that's what I love now is that it's no longer a part of me. It's not my identity. My identity has been found through Christ. So uh, for those who are really interested in that testimony and even wanting, for those who are, may listen to this and you like, man, how do I get out of homosexuality if you do have that struggle? Well, that's what my podcast is about, getting breaking free through that because many people don't want to talk about it, but it's a really heavy thing in the church. The church and the pulpit side, they like to talk about it in such a negative way because I've watched that. But I want to bring a different type of uh, perspective to it so that we understand how to address it as a body of Christ, as leaders in the body of Christ, and just how to uh, make people feel loved across the board. So, yeah. Okay. So, you said a lot, but I want to go back. And I, I think I typed it up, so I won't forget. When you talked about what people label you, mm -hmm. you said it started when you were six years old. Mm -hmm. And what I liked about what you said is that at six, they were saying, you're gay, mm -hmm. but you said, no, my name is Kamar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I've always known is that what you l label yourself or what you label something, you're only going to see it from that perspective. Mm -hmm. And I remember labeling uh, myself as this person that, like, this is who you are. Yeah. Like, when you get so used to sin, mm -hmm. you just come to that point where it's like, this is just who I am. Yeah. I'm never going to overcome it. I'm never going to get out of it. You like you forget that not only does does God power have the power to resurrect, not, like, you forget that not only does God have the power to work miracle signs and wonders, but what you forget is that God 
power has the power to bring you out of your sin. You right. get so comfortable and you get so used to your sin, you say, this is who I am. And then people start to label you as that. Right, right, right. So now you having people label you as that. You got yourself labeling you as that. You're never seeing the full spectrum. That that's not who God calls you to be. That's yes, that's something that you deal with, mm-hmm. but that's not who you are. That's good. And what we have to do is stop allowing ourselves, ourselves, right, and stop allowing others to label us something. Because just because what just because what we did, just what we did is not who we are. Right. Yes, I did that. Right. I can admit that, yes, I had sex outside of marriage. But that don't mean that that's who I am. Yeah. I'm not this sinner. God made me new. I was a sinner. Yes, that's who I was. But when I walk into alignment and when I walk into a relationship with Christ, I'm no longer my past. My past does not define the new me that God created. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians 5 and 17. It's my one of my favorite scriptures. The old is gone, the new has come. Now mm-hmm. behold, you are a new creation. New creation. That's who God God recreated me. So I no longer have to live as what my sin said. Mm-hmm. But I can get up and walk into a new light. And that is what God had called me to. It's to walk into a new light. Know that you are his. Know who he calls you to be. I want to read this uh, scripture. And this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Starting at verse 12. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful for me. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. I will not be brought under the power of any. When we get too far in sin, we feel like we're under the power of sin. Absolutely. And that that is very true. And I like that you said, because I made that mention on one of my TikTok videos, is that they had labeled me already what did they what they wanted to label me as. And after a while, and this is what happens, is that we start believing what people say we are. Because we weren't we are not confident enough to know who we are. And at that time, I come from a religious background or a Christian family, a very strong Christian family. A lot of people are in ministry. So I always felt the weight was a little bit different on me, especially because I'm one of the only ki- actually the only kid that or in my generation that actually is pursuing ministry and so I thought the weight was different on me because it's like man you're struggling you are in this sin but you have a calling as well and I never denied that I had a calling I just would never walk in it because why would I walk in something I know I'm already walking in another thing you know I never wanted to uh, be be double-minded. I didn't want people to be like, this is crazy. But if anybody, if, if you ever talk to anybody and they ever ask you, tell me something about Kamariah. They'll tell you, that boy loved Jesus. And that's real truth. Like, you can label me, you can say whatever name you want to say about me. You can say whatever you want. But one thing you cannot say is that I didn't love Jesus. I used to walk around uh, school with a Bible in my hand. No cap. I, I had that thing. You want a word? Let me get you a Bible scripture. You could do all things through Christ. At that time, I didn't know what that really meant. But I know now that when you study the word. But sure. I can do all things through Christ. I was telling people all types of stuff. We were praying in the hallways and everything because I realized that I truly love Jesus. Yeah. And no matter what sin you have, your love for Christ should never change. Just because you're in sin right now doesn't mean you can't love God, don't mean you can't worship God. And that's what the enemy had me messed up for a moment. Because I used to go to church, 
and think I ain't supposed to be praising God and worshiping God because I feel like, well, you know, you dealing with it. Right. And you like like you said, we can't keep doing this at church and then we go home and still living the same. Right. So I'm like, God, maybe I shouldn't do, do that anymore. But believe it or not, that was what was bringing me out, you know. But I want to stop you real quick. What my problem has always been. <coughs> and when I when I be when I say what I say. I'm not trying to criticize nobody. I'm not trying to judge nobody because right, right. I'm first. Uh, I'd be saying this to myself. Right. We talked about we talk about our love for Christ. How much we love Him. Mm-hmm. But the Bible tells us to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. soul. Right. Put your all into this. Mm-hmm. Now you talked about. I would. This is what I struggle with. Mm-hmm. What I have a problem with is with some people in the tr- church. They're not struggling. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And I can attest to this. There were before I knew, like, oh, I'm struggling with the sin. I was living in the sin, blind. Blind, yeah. A lot of people in the church, they're not struggling with sin. I think uh, I forgot what scripture is where it talks about uh, once you know what not to do and you continue to do it. Now you're doing it on purpose. Yeah, I can, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, so I, I'm not right. So right, right, right. A lot of people, they're no longer struggling. They're doing this. Because this is what they love to do, they're mm-hmm. not really picking up their cross daily. Yeah, you're right, and daily. Christ, and when when I when when I when somebody say they're struggling, uh-huh. I think of them struggling to pick up their cross. When, but when I think about these other people, I think about them looking at their cross. Say no, nah, I ain't gonna carry that today, and then try to pick it up on Sunday and walk with it. And here's the part that I think that we have to get to a point. We have to start realizing that we can't get too comfortable. Don't get too comfortable because a lot of us has got so comfortable in seeing because we're familiar to it. It's not a struggle. Because if you're familiar to it, then it's like, well, this is something I'm used to doing. And I had never, now, now I'm not going to say there, there wasn't a point in time where I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be, I, I'm, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be gay and it's going to be what it is, what it's going to be. Because right. I'm tired of struggling. Because I don't think people understand like, I'm not saying different sins are um, easier than others. I'm not going to say that, but homosexuality is a beast. Because let me tell you something. Even if you try to talk somebody, to talk to somebody, I'm convicted. Every time I try to pursue somebody, I'm convicted. Um, even if I did anything sexual, you're convicted. Anything, anything was conviction for, for me. And I was always depressed, stressed out, and suicidal about this situation because I just wanted to change. And so... A lot of people have ignored conviction, especially our generation. Our generation has gotten too comfortable with ignoring conviction because they think that they can, um, they can, uh, what's the word I want to use, maybe um, justify their sin because we want to pick what in the Bible we want to address to ourselves. The Bible was never for you to flip to fit your life. It was for the Bible was to transform you, transform you, not for you to transform it, transform it, Jesus Christ. And so what we need to stop doing as people, anybody in the body of Christ, stop changing a word so that it can it can it can fit your life. So you can do whatever you want to do. That's not what we're doing here. We talk about we we talk. I'm glad you said it because we talk so much about grace, grace. We and we talk about grace from the aspect that I am saved by grace. Yeah. But we don't talk about it from the aspect that grace changes me. Yeah. And grace, let me tell you, not only does it change you, but grace will run out. 
I'm gonna tell you that. I never forget it. I was I had just came from somebody's house. I cried on my way there. I cried during and I cried when I left. <laughs> and the Lord told me when I laid my head down, he said, the next time I'm not gonna have that same grace for you. Because I knew I was wrong. I knew we think that grace is just gonna we wrong and we just gonna boom. You know what I'm saying? I knew I was wrong and I was doing it intentionally now. You're not doing it blind. A lot of us are not doing sin blind now. You know it's a sin. But you are now just being like, you know what, God, bump it. I don't care what you, you know, I don't care how you mm -hmm. feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Because grace going to cover me. Because you love me, God. Because you got mercy for me, God. Because, you know, uh, we feel like that's just an excuse for us to do what we want to do. Yeah. And that is not okay. And I got to a point in my life where I'm like, God, I'm tired. I'm tired of using your grace as a clutch. It's not a clutch no more because I know what I'm doing wrong. I know what I'm saying is wrong. I know acting on what my flesh desire is wrong. So, so we got to stop using grace as a clutch to make excuses for what we're doing because it don't make no sense. It makes no sense now, when you, especially when you know you're wrong for doing the things that you're doing. And I'm not going to say that you're going to be perfect, and I'm not going to say I'm still perfect because we all fall short. But we all got to come to a point where we acknowledge that, yes, I'm wrong. We got we got to because there's no way we're going to be better Christians, and and also we cannot forget that when you become a Christian, I think a lot of us think that that when you become a Christian, boom, sin is just going to go away. The journey is going to be perfect. No, it's this thing called sanctification, and that's a process. So you're going to always be fighting against temptation. You're going to always be fighting against yourself, but it's willing. It's it's really a, um. It's whether you're willing to sacrifice and surrender yourself to God yeah. and say, you know what, God, not my will, but your will, okay. you know. And I think that we have to admit mm -hmm. the first step to change is admitting. Yes, I love God. Right. I can admit that. Oh, I love him. You can look at my Instagram. You can look at my. It's the sweetest man I know. I don't get on TikTok, but you probably look at my TikTok. <laughs> you can look at. Don't look at my Facebook because I still have my old ugly picture. <laughs> you can look at any platform. You can see me out in public. Yeah. You know that I love God. Mm -hmm. The list music I listen to, the sermons I listen to, all of that. But I, there was a time in my life where I also had to admit that I love sex. And it's when we admit that we love something that God will show us mm. whether or not that what we are loving, if we are loving it the right way or the wrong way. Mm -hmm. When I admitted yeah. that I love sex, God says, that's good. I put that in you because I created sex. Mm -hmm. I created it to be this way. Yeah. But your problem, Tavon, is you love sex so much that you can't wait until marriage. Mm -hmm. That's the sin. And and a lot of us, I'm, I'm gonna be real, and I know this is some people are gonna be like, oh my god, this is crazy. But a lot of us has created some some of our sins to be idolatry. We have idolized it. Yeah. So I know that you love, uh, you like you say, okay, I love this same sex person. I'm glad that you. God says, I'm glad that you told me that. Mm -hmm. Now let me show you why this is not right. I'm glad that you told me that you love to drink. Mm -hmm. Now let me show you why this is not right. I'm glad that you finally admit. Mm -hmm. That you love to lie. Now let me show you why this is not right. Mm. I'm glad that you told me that you love this. Now let me show you whether what you are loving is right 
are wrong. And a lot of the times, like you said, what we are loving, we are putting over God. Yeah. We have. I, let me tell you this, I, and I was just saying this to somebody yesterday. I said, um, when we say I'm a gay Christian, you have put gay, and Tate, me and talk, Tate talked about this, you put gay in front of Christian, so now you have idolized who you are, your identity before Christ. And so a lot of us have, we have, we have allowed ourselves to put our trust in many other things over God. If you drink, I'm not going to say having a drink is wrong. I'm not going to say that. Because okay. I may have a little sip. Jesus started watering wine, and I might have a little <laughs> sip of uh, wine. If uh, wine is well divine, Jesus bartender. <laughs> he was a bartender, <laughs> praise God, and gave them more than enough. More, more than, than enough. He more said, more after they, after they, they had enough, give them the weaker wine afterwards. Oh. But, but I'm gonna give them the good wine right now. Don't get drunk though. But here's the thing: if you go into the, if you go into the drink before you go to him, we got an issue. If you go into the blunt, I'm just being real. Over him, you think the blunt gonna solve your issues, but in reality. Two hours later, you about to be right back to reality. Only God can solve certain issues that you deal with. Not not certain issues. He can all deal with all issues. Let me make that clear before y'all come for me, saints. All issues. All he issues. can. And let me just say this, and I'm gonna point this out. People think, people think, and I remember seeing this on TikTok. They was like, "We're always going to sin. We're always going to be sinners." I that's not a. True. That's not true. Because the Bible tells me here in Romans six. Verse 6, we know that the person we used to be was crucified, with him to be put to an end to sin in our bodies. Because of this, we are no longer slaves to sin. Yeah. I'm no longer bound to sin. So that tells me right there that I'm not going to always deal with sin. It's going to get to a point that I'm going to be like, all right, we live in holy now. Be ye holy for I am holy. And I'm not saying we're going to be every day we're going to you know, be perfect, but what I am saying is, it's going to get to a point where you're tired of sinning. Let's yes. get it together. Yes. I'm ready to, I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready to get married, have kids, settle down, make money, and be on vacation. And, I, you know, like I'm not really wanting to be in the streets and doing all that type of stuff at the party. It's like I don't mind partying, but what I'm saying is it gets to a point where you're going to be like, God, I'm ready just to be used by you Amen. for your glory. Yes. That's it. When you, when you're relate, you know your relationship with God becomes true. When your appetite for things change. Yes, and I just said that on uh, what are you willing to fight for. It Depending on what you're willing to fight for depends on what you're really hungry for. Yeah, your ap if your appetite don't change mm. on your walk with Christ, you need to check and see, am I following Christ or am I following church? Yeah. Because a lot of us are following church. We love church we love the worship service we yeah. love the preach word we love the but praise we breaks. don't yeah. really love god and that's what I, I hate to say it but that's what church has done to a lot of us it has blinded us mm. to the reality that some of us don't have a true relationship with god and one thing that i am so fearful of is getting Get to the head. end and he said and this is the first time jesus ever seen me uh, I ain't never seen you. I ain't never knew you. I ain't never knew your eyes can change colors. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell me, I didn't even know your name. Like, wait a minute, God. I mean, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because believe it or not, no title is saving nobody. And let me just say, and I hate to say that, but people think just because you got a title, you're a pastor, you're an apostle, you're a prophet, your title in front of your name, that ain't saving you, if, especially if you're not living holy. Yeah, you could be preaching people to Christ. Uh, absolutely. God is using you. 
But if you're not living your life, because I think a lot of times we think what we're doing in front of people only matters. No, what really matters is what you're doing behind closed doors when you get home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I love Christ too much to only just be put on a show in front of people. I don't want to put no show in front of people. And I never have done that because I feel like anybody know me, I'm really pure when, when I say I love God and I want to be more like Christ daily. But we got to do better, y'all. We got to do better because as we as we grow in Christ, things to start being dead to us. You know what I'm saying? You know, we should start being like, you know what, God, I don't even want that. I don't even want to be bothered with that no more. Like, I remember when I started high school, I mean high school, college, I was like, oh, yeah, let's party. But after that semester, I was like, yeah, I don't feel like partying no more. This ain't me. I want to go to church. And people, let me tell you something. With church, church has now be, been a thing where it just satisfies people. It satisfies them for a moment. And people only get high for a moment. Because if you ask a person, what you get, what you learn at church, what you hear at church today? You and this coughing. Go, Lord to God, I don't know what's going yeah, on. Here, talk here, while I go get some water. Heal <laughs> his, heal his lungs, oh, Father. I don't know if y'all hear that, but Jesus Christ. Um, what I'm saying is, this is so chaotic. <laughs> what I'm saying is, as people that are in church, sometimes we, we just, we just go to church because we're used to it. Some people just go to church because that's the use they used to doing that on a Sunday. They used to they've been doing that since they was a younger child. So let's go to church on a Sunday. I go to church because I need to be helped. I need deliverance. I need to have an encounter with God. I need something. I have an expectation when I go to church. And so a lot of us, we need to find out why are we willing going to church? Why are we really going to church? Are we going to church just to be seen? Are we going to church just to see somebody? Are we going to church just to, you know, get a temporary, temporary, um, satisfaction? Or we really want to be changed? Because let me tell you something. When my bishop preach, I can probably I can probably quote to you a lot of his sermons because I remember it to this day. Because I'm not just here. And people probably be thinking I don't be listening to Bishop when I be screaming because anybody know <laughs> I'm going to scream while he preaching. But I really be knowing what the, the doc's saying. He be saying some good stuff. And I even go throughout the week and re-listen to the, to the live because it's like I want the word to change me. I don't want to just be a hearer of the word, but you got to be a doer of the word. How will you let the word reflect your life? Yeah, you said something. But I started choking. What did you say? I don't know, Saint. What were you just saying? All I said was the church uh, temporarily satisfies some people, and they only go to church because it's a repetitive thing to do. Oh, we just talked about um, help us, Holy Ghost. Hunger. Oh, hunger. The desires change. The The desires, desires right, right. The desires change. Well, that's what I was going to say. Just to give encouragement, your desire is not going to change immediately. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, you said that already. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. it's not going to change. Yeah, it's not going to change instantly. Yeah. Sometimes, like, you're going to, that's what it was. You're going to You're gonna hear a word from God. Let's, let's just, use, since we're talking about sin, let's use free. You're going to hear this word from God. Yeah. You're free. You can walk in free. freedom. You can live. Your breakthrough is coming. You can hear, hear this podcast right now. And like, oh, they, they got free from theirs. No. Yeah. No. It's not going to happen like that. You're going to still experience the same thing you experienced after you hear the word. It's going to take time. And also what you said earlier when you were talking about some uh, people on TikTok um, saying, I don't know what it was. Uh, that's just who you are or something. You said something like that. I don't know. I want to touch on that too. I think what they should, uh, you're never going to stop sinning. That's what it was. Never stop sinning, yeah. Where they went wrong at is that 
was that you're never going to stop sinning. You, you can't you can't sin. What they should have said was the desire mm-hmm. probably will never go away. Oh yeah, and Pastor pa- Pastor Devon, I was talking to him one day. Shout out to Unc. P- PD. <laughs> Shout out to my Unc. Shout out to Unc. <laughs> I P- remember I was talking to him. And I was venting to him, and I'm I'm telling him like, yeah, you know, I might, you know, when I finally, you know, if I get married, like, I don't gotta worry about that sin anymore because now I'm I'm having sex inside of marriage. He is like, oh, don't they just because you're married, you won't have to be tempted no more. Now another temptation is going to show. It's gonna come, and then it's gonna be. And I already knew what he was. I already knew. Oh what yeah, he was, absolutely. Now gonna be looking at other girls, be like, okay. I right, and that's one thing where I feel. Don't say too much because I don't know if Auntie Angie gonna watch. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't believe he does that. I pray no, God he doesn't. L- let's nothing. Forget that. He was telling me that for advice. Right, right, right. And it resonated because with it's me. real stuff, though. Yeah, because the conversation we having. Because I was telling him how I like I talked to multiple girls. Like I'm just gonna be honest. Like I talked to multiple girls. Like that was that was something that I just always did. So he was like when he was saying that he was telling me that for my own sake. Because when I was when I talked to one girl, like I'm gonna be honest, I okay, okay, I like this girl. Right. All right, you like her now. Now, Lord Jesus, because take it, it take one thing. <laughs> you one like thing. You like her now. And a week or two ago, see, this is what I hate about relationship. It's so interesting that every time when you talking to one person. Everybody, Everybody come. You. I don't understand that but either. When you single, don't nobody want. And what I also don't like, and here's another thing: when you're set, when you profess out of your mouth that you're done with what you've been dealing with, oh, I promise you, the enemy is coming harder. Right. Ever since I said, I'm like, oh no, I'm no longer homosexual. All that type of stuff. I promise you. When I said, oh, when I said I wanted to be cel, when I when I said, okay, that was Holy Ghost. When I looked in the mirror and said I need to be celibate, I have never had so many freaks. <laughs> Help us, when I tell you, girls, not the freaky lady. was in the DMs and saying the most wild. You ever seen like them dudes and girls DMs? They say some wild stuff. I was the op- like girls was saying like, you want to do what with me? Oh my god! You want me to have oh you in god. what type of way? I've oh never even god. knew about this way. Not- I never, oh, knew, I never knew that I could, and and it and was, I never knew. And I was, I was, <laughs> I was, I was flirting with the temptation so bad that I was finding myself about to go see what way. Let me go see what this way look like. But like, 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 seriously, <laughs> like, seriously, though, like, like, Yo, when, I, I am weak. when I tell you, like, the temptation will never go away, mm. but that's okay. I will. I will rather me have my temptation under control than my temptation have me under control. That's very true, um, because temptation is always even Jesus. And when we get to that point where we gotta look at the Bible and say a lot of these things already happened, Jesus dealt with temptation. So no man is without temptation. Jesus is so perfect. Jesus is perfect, and he still dealt dealt with temptation, and he still did not let temptation overcome him. Um, Jesus is a bad man. He's a bad man, pajama. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> just as fire as he want to be. But uh, anyhow, he's just fire. He is a fire guy, fire guy, consuming fire. Um, but what I will say is that sin is not forever. Sin is not who you are. It's not who you are. Um, it doesn't define you. Uh, what I also want to talk about 
it's how we love people even in their sins. How we love people even in their sins. And I know. Not too much. <laughs> how we love people in their sins. <laughs> because I think Peter, Peter gives us a good analogy. Not analogy. He gives us a good good understanding of how we're supposed to love one another even in our sins. Um, and I think this part gets me emotional the most. First Peter 4 verse 8 says, says, it says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Proverbs 10 verse 12 says, hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. So I want to I I kind of bring those scriptures together because many of us have a hard time loving people when we know they mess. And okay, let me just let me just stop you. You're sugarcoating. Say what you want to say. Many people don't love homosexuals. Oh well, they don't. That's the they don't. They don't. The well, praise God. They don't love homosexuals. And let me tell you, I was going to include that, but let me tell you this. I was sugar. He going He just wanted me to be, uh, just uh, I guess what is it? Transparent. Um. Love people through through their sins, and I must speak to this, uh, speak about this because what I come to realize is that as the church, we have definitely failed a lot of people when it came to knowing that someone is homosexual and loving them in spite of. God never. The Bible says here's here's what Peter says. Peter says above all, and right there that tells me no matter what you know about a person, no matter what the sin is, above all, love each other deeply. Because love covers, let me stop right there, covers means forgives. Because love forgives over a multitude of sins. Come on, why you say love forgives? That makes no sense to me. Well, when Jesus died on the cross, his love expressed how much he, he really cared about us. And within that, within that demonstration of love, he forgave us. What I'm telling you right now is those who are homosexual, I want you to start going back to church. I want you to start having a relationship with God because I seen on TikTok. Someone's like, I stopped going to church because the church told me that I was a welcome, and they told me that um, it was an abomination. I was going to hell, and I was like, I, I was grieved in my spirit because I'm like, many people don't know my sin, but if they did, would they say this to me? Because I really love God, and anybody that know me at church, they know I got a servant's heart. I'm a servant in every capacity. Me and Tay be up in there serving in so many different ministries just because we love God truly no matter what we may be dealing with we truly love God and so when you see a person's heart and it's pure you can't really just say you know what you're not welcome and I feel like once we get to a point where we can love people in spite of what they're dealing with that's when we can see transformation happen I believe that so many people have loved me there has there has been people that have been close to me that have loved me and that's why I can honestly step into my freedom because I know that people wasn't judging me when I was in it, and they're going to judge me when I come out of it. Now, there's some people that's upset with me that I've decided to walk in my truth. They think my truth was homosexuality. In reality, my truth was freedom, and I choose to be free because whom the Son sets free shall be free indeed. That scripture is true, not me being enslaved to bondage. That is not true. So people are mad at me like, oh, you, you know, you're going to fall back into it. You're going to come back to being homosexual. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And if anybody tells you that you're going to go back to where you was before, you ought to walk away from them because they don't deserve to be. Because some people don't even know how to, they don't know how to address you no more when you become different. If your friends can't get over the simple fact that you ain't no longer the same person, you might have to reevaluate your friend group. 
Because it's all depending on who you're surrounded by. Because people are going to have to know that you are not the same person. God, that's the type of God we serve. You know, people was telling me God can't deliver. God can't save. That's what people were saying on my TikTok videos. Like, they was like, God won't, God cannot do that. God made you that way. Okay, yes, I had a struggle and I was born with it. But just like a, a person that is blind, God can heal a blind man. Yeah. God can do, he's a still, he's the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. We have lost hope. We have lost faith. And when we start talking like that, it shows how much faith we have in God. Because when you say, oh, I don't believe God can do it, well, faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. I may not see it, but I see it in the spiritual realm. I may not see it in the natural yet, but I see it coming. So we got to learn how to love people in spite of no matter what we feel, we got to love people because as Christians, we weren't we weren't called to be judgmental. That's not, I mean, we're supposed to love. Now, yes, we can call our sins, no problem. But we got to we gotta be mindful of how we do it and how, what the way we say it. I was just at a church service the other day. And in the prayer, they was like, I come against a depression, anxiety, suicide, s- suicidal thoughts, and homosexuality. It stopped right there. And I said, this is interesting. Yeah, I was about to say that. A lot of times we... We pick and choose the sins, the sin which we want to bring to the table, bring forth, talk about. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. That's I don't know we why. Will, look, uh, and I think I just got the revelation just now. Because a lot of people in the church, they deal with the same sin. So if you just bring up that one same sin, you'll lose a lot of people, mm. which is having sex outside of marriage. Yeah. But if you talk about homosexuality, you only, you only lose like five people. Yeah. You won't lose your members for real. And because a lot of people, more Christians disagree with it than yeah. agree with it, right? And I think also, and I'm not saying like the Bible has forced us to to think this way. I'm not blaming the Bible, but if you read the Bible, you don't see no, you don't. S- well, never mind, never mind. No, say it, Wait, say it. No, because I, I probably can probably tell you because I've been doing a lot of research on homosexuality in the Bible. You don't really see like Sodom and Gomorrah. You don't see the city be burned up like that. But I can't say that. It was burnt up because it, it was homosexuality, but th- that's what that's what it is. People has misconstrued that. Oh yeah, they misconstrued that to be like, oh God hated their sin, so that's why he killed them. God didn't kill them for that. He killed them for what they did to that. Uh, was it a man that they mm-hmm. did that to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- they did that to that man. It wasn't because of because their sin. So I, I I'm glad that God just gave me revelation that. But we that's do so we do pick and choose which sin mm. that we talk about. And for me, the reason why I was having so much sun, fun in my sin was the church was just talking about my sin. No, and you. All they, all they said was, "Don't have sex before marriage." I was like, "Okay, I don't know why they like." You don't until, never hear it until you tell me the reason why. I'm never going. I'm the type of person you tell me not to do something without telling me why. I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out why though. <laughs> it's like what my grandfather said. I'll always say, "You gotta let them see that bleep stinks." You gotta let them see that the doodoo stink. <laughs> I'm the type of person that if you don't tell me <laughs> why, I'm going to like I'm going to find out. And I'm like, oh, that's why. Yeah. Because all you did was tell me that don't have sex before marriage. That's like, uh, you got to tell me more than that. Like, yeah, that's once you that's tell me good. more than that, I'm going to understand. And that was never that was like for all heterosexual people, we never was explained more than that. I don't know why, like. Sex is something that we should talk about in the church because at the end of the day, listen, kids are having sex at 10. 
My God. Like, they're having sex so early. And now a lot of kids are being... They're exposed to way more than they was when I was yeah, younger. like, not even sex. Homosexual stuff. Like, why is... I heard the two dudes on Sex Machine Street are dating. Like, it's Who? just... Oh, yeah. It's, it's, now, it's, it's definitely lot. getting too comfortable now. I ain't gonna lie. The like is uh. too silent. I remember in history class... Mm-hmm. In the BC days or whatever days it was, the church was the center of. You cannot pass a law or anything without the church. The church. The church backed everything up. The church has lost its power. When the church finally mm. realized Ooh, right. the power that we hold, this world, just like they bow down to Jesus, they gonna have to bow down to us. But as the church, we must realize the power that we have. But we can't realize the power that we have because we are doing too much of fighting each other and, like you said, not loving each other. When yeah. we start to love on each other and say, hey, I love you, but the sin that you are committing is wrong. You look at me and say, hey, I love you, but the s- take out the speck out of your own eyes. Right. And then and I love you, but the sin that you are committing is wrong. Until we learn how to love each other and hate the sin and not hate the person and the sin. Right. Like, you hate me and the sin. Like, I didn't ask for the sin. I, I just, I just, it was a part of the testimony that God wanted to give me. Right. He gave Paul a thorn in his flesh. When we learn to love the sinner but hate the sin, then we can stop fighting each other. Then we can come together and realize the power that we have. And we can tell the rest of this world, listen, no, that's an absolute, the, the church, absolutely not. The church needs its power back. And I'm not saying we, we don't have it, because we definitely do. But we have allowed ourselves to sugarcoat and water down a whole lot of just stuff to, just, to just, to, just not to offend people. people and I'm not saying, like for me, I don't mind people talking about sin in church. Talk about it. Talk good about it, right? But don't pull out one sin. And the, I, I have been to, mu- okay, so for the last few weeks, last few months, I've been to multiple church services. And you know they have only talked about homosexuality as a sin. Like I'm, I, I'm not even trying to be oversensitive. At first, I was like, God, if I'm being sensitive, no. I was listening. They was, I was just at another church service a few weeks ago, and they talked about homosexuality and how it was wrong and how only a person needs to do all they need to do is go to a therapist. I was like, no, that's not what we need. Like everybody does not have the testimony that someone touched them. That is not it. Now, believe it or not, it like I said, everybody doesn't have the testimony like somebody touched them. Like some people, people, people think that a person got raped, and that's why oh, they don't like that. Yeah, I w- but everybody's not like that. <laughs> um, everybody doesn't have that testimony. Some people just was attracted to that. And so what I'm telling you is, as the church, we have to do better with how we communicate things. Because we can communicate things and have people walking away from the church like, oh, well, they was judging me. It's not, it's not a problem to mention seeing. I seen a video. I was just watching it again today because the guy was talking about homosexuals and talking about how they, he was like, um, huh? My bad. I was looking. Uh, oh, uh, he was talking about how the men are singing soprano and alto. What does that got to do with anything? That doesn't tell. He called him gay because of that. Yes, he was like men are 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 singing alto and soprano. They're taking out there. The he was like the tenor section used to be the full section of men. Now all of a sudden you got men in the alto and the soprano section. Well, are you mad that they got range, doc? Like, what did you want? What do you want them to do? Because they sing high. What does that have to do with anything? So we have gotten so hateful in the church because we don't like homosexuality. But any other sin, we can deal with. 
and I and I'm not even saying this out of a place of feeling hurt. I'm saying this is real stuff. There's a lot of people in the church that really feel like every other sin is okay, but when we get to this one, it's not. And so I'm the one. Now I don't usually be bold like this, but let me tell you something. The Lord gave me a revelation a few weeks ago in January, third week of January. He was like, "I'm about to use you in a mighty way." And sure enough, that week, he used, he used me in a mighty way. And so ever since then, I've been bold enough to t- talk about it. Like, I don't care what nobody say. My mom was telling me the other day, she was like, come on, when are you going to stop talking about homosexuality? You're never going to find a woman. I was like, <laughs> I was like no, I'm going to find somebody. I said, but I'm going to speak my truth at the end of the day. Because this right here is true ministry. True ministry is when you can talk about something, and it can make people uncomfortable a little bit. You but it's the truth. Somebody. Huh? So you are finding somebody. <laughs> Tay, don't, get, don't start. Did, she, don't. did y'all text today? We did text today, but they didn't text me back. But we working on it. Lord Jesus, he's so he more excited about me talking to this girl than I. I don't even know what to do with my life. Anyhow, hallelujah. <laughs> what? Love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, seeing <laughs> Jesus help us, Holy God. Um, <laughs> I just don't understand sometimes. Um, seeing is sin is not your portion. Freedom is. Um. I just want us all to know that no matter what you're facing, God is still in control. If we stop letting ourselves try to do everything in our own strength, I tell people all the time, I'm in a season of letting God be God. Start letting God be God. We too busy trying to do everything in our own capacity. We do it in our own strength. We feel like we just we the one that can do it. We the one that we can heal ourselves. No, let God be God. I was delivered. When people be like, come on, how were you delivered? One day I woke up on a Sunday morning and I said, God, I feel different. My mom was sick, laid hands on her, went to, went, uh, got the oil, laid hands on her, got ready for church, went to church. Bishop was talking about uncommon people. i never forget it. Went to another church. Tay made me go to this service. I did not want to go, but we went to Jeffrey Golden service. Oh, okay. And that service was, it was good, pretty good. It was anointed. Resurrection. I love that song. And the life. He was doing his thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, he's saying, and, and it was a prophetic flow, but like, I was laid down on the ground, and the Lord was like, I'm really about to do it this week for you. And I was like, God, what you about to do? But I didn't know, and that was the week when everything had uh, came out. Um, at first, I thought my church was going to sit me down. I texted I was like, the church is going to sit me down. I'm like, you're going to be a City Blazers leader by yourself because I can't do it anymore. They're going to dislike me. I was so nervous. I was like, but it is what it is. I got to be obedient to the Spirit. Um, but even in my be- obedience to the spirit, God opened up doors for me. Honestly, He has really blew my mind. So, when you are when you are willing to give it up, God, w- the blessing that comes with it, the peace that comes with it, man, you're gonna feel like a brand new man in the city, a brand new or, man or a brand new woman in the city, in the city. But no, I'll, what I what I've learned from sin is that God still loves you no matter what. But let his love transform you. Let it, let it transform. Let his love wait, sit on you. Let his love come in and work in you. When you allow God's love, and this is what we have to understand. <coughs> I'm not talking about God's love as just like that, oh, come here, baby. Like, come here, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about God's love even in the discipline. Yeah. Because it was in the discipline that I learned that I can't do this no more. And my discipline 
discipline. That's good. My discipline was depression. When it was like we, I started off by saying sin drove me to depression. I don't want to continue to feel this pain no more. And one of the ways I can stop feeling this pain is if I turn away from the sin. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and act like I just, the last time I had sex was three years ago. Mm-mm. Unfortunately. I seen it rec- not, not recently, recently, well, a couple weeks recently. But mm-hmm. I, ha- <laughs> I have taken a lot of a lot of progress and that's what I love because like I said when I first started it was oh I'm not going I'm not going to sit here and lie to you like I wasn't trying to make a move every night yeah, oh every woo, I'm texting people like and, and God blocked it every single time every time I tried it oh I'm busy dang <laughs> I don't know if I blocked it but no I was I was working Mine's was blocked I was working a way around the block like I'm not going to act like when I when I came to college the first 2 weeks oh my art, but and I was cool. My RA, me and my RA just used to smile at each other and keep on walking. <laughs> he already, me, I had my roommate. This is when I stayed in the room where like we didn't have our separate rooms. I would like, hey, he had his girl. He was talking to him like, hey, tonight I'm gonna need you to go over her house. He like, all right, bet. He already knew what type of time it was. He already knew it. But m- the 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 progress of me has completely changed. Where now, I'm not gonna lie to you, I've. I've learned how to, I well, yeah, I've learned that how to, like, s- not sin. I've learned the mechanism, and here it is. <coughs> and this is about to be ugly. It is about to be ugly. That's what's holy ghost. When you're horny, you do dumb stuff. <laughs> this is about to be so. This is about to be so funny because I'm thinking of my friends. That I told my, I told BJ on this, but when you're horny, you do the dumb stuff. So this is what I want you to do. <laughs> and I know this is grabbing my sword podcast. Help us! I already know what you're about to say, so it's gonna be ugly. But this is why I, I realized because this is how I realized when you're horny, you do dumb stuff. I, I would go. And release. <laughs> when I say release, I would go and I would release. <laughs> and after I release that same girl that was about to be on her way, I'd be like, uh, yeah, I'm about to. If it was too late, I'd be like, <laughs> I'm about to go to sleep. Or I just not not respond and wait until the morning. Be like, oh, I fell asleep. Or if it was in the middle of the day, I done had a girl. I was about to go to Cincinnati this day, and I went to go release. Mm. And I, still I hope y'all catching this release. <laughs> I still <laughs> had a, I still had an hour before I was about to leave, and I texted like, "Oh, I had to go run to the store real quick to get some snacks before my trip." Knowing I was still, I was about to play the game until my cousin came to pick me up on the way to Cincinnati. And I called that the the post nut syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> It was what it, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the dead serious. Night. It was times like, well, I'm not gonna lie, there was a g- one girl that I had sex with that after I uh, that if I was to do it all over again, she would be only girl that she would be my only body. Every other girl after that, every time I nutted, 
getting too nasty for me. I don't know. Every no, I should have never used that word. Every time I released, <laughs> you know what he said. We was still, we were still going. I know the Saints is like, what is happening? What is but this is this is real. No, life. this is I real life. I want because to I, it's a it's an actual time, thing. After I released and we kept going, I would then sit there, still going, but in my head I'm looking down. Jeez, or man. probably looking up like. Ugh, what yeah. are we doing here? Wow. When you're horny, you just invite. And Michael Ty, he talked about this a couple weeks. I was watching the sermon. I said, yo, I can relate to that. Like, I have standards. If you see the girls I, the girls I talk to. Some of them not cute. No. But that's your problem. <laughs> I said the girls I talk to. Oh, talk, talk. The okay. girls I right. talk to All right. All are right. nines and tens. I only talk to, like, four girls. And all of them is finest wine and genuine. Like, when I look at the select girls I talk to, I say, dang, all of y'all do. I got some good taste. Oh, help us. Nah, I got girls. some good taste. <laughs> well, I can only have one of y'all. And I, I'm just so grateful God gave me a second chance for this one because she, ooh, hallelujah. Mm. But anyway. Just uh, <laughs> I just hope and pray that this all works out. Because the way I'm talking, I pray it works out too because I'm going to be crying if it no, I'm just We already know. We're going to have to get you out of a saying a slide them. Hope, hope <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it works out. But anyway, for real, the girls I talked to were all fire. But if I take the girls I talked to and put them with the girls that I was just horny with, the girls that I would talk to will look at me and say, Negro, oh my, you can't be serious right now. Like the girls I talked to and the girls I was just horny for, it was like the downgrade. Like I had no like like your when you're horny, your standards go out the yeah, window. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's I true. I don't know what it, I don't know who I was watching. I don't know if it's TikTok on Instagram, and this was nothing spiritual. This dude was like, if you take away all the ugly girls that just give it up for free, every dude. <laughs> would be faithful to the girl that he is with. I was like, that is so true. Because all the ugly girls are just giving it up and we don't even gotta do nothing. My God on today. All you got all you gotta do is flirt with an ugly girl. Uh oh. Just you gotta make the ugly girl well, feel you can't you cute. can't you can't call the uh God's people ugly. That's just not it. Were they not facially cute? No, <laughs> you can say no, say they're just not your type. I'm just not gonna sit here and lie. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what he was saying is like, dude, that's true. If you take away the ones that just facially awkward, oh my god! If you take Help them away god. from giving up so easily, every dude will probably be faithful, mm. or they would be just with one person. But because the facially, but just because they pretty don't mean they got a good personality. Personality. Yeah, that's. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. Okay, what right. I'm basically saying is. Not with you. I'm here with you though. I, I got you though. Cause that makes sense. What I'm basically saying is. When you're horny, uh-huh. your standards are lowered. Yeah. When you're, and that's why the Bible says be sober, because mm-hmm. when you're sober, you can think clearly. But when you're horny. You, I, when I was horny, I invited anybody into my space. Yeah. I don't want to invite anybody into my space anymore because some people were never, and this is the problem with men. We, we don't think like women think. There are a lot of women that only had sex with like one or two guys. 
they didn't allow anybody, just anybody to touch their bodies. Men, we don't think like that. We're so sexually driven. Mm-hmm. We we ready for any and everybody. Right. I wish I had that mindset back then th- with the mindset that I'm starting to have now was like not just invite anybody over. Now it's like I'm not gonna lie. I look at a girl on Instagram or something, and I'd be like, I'm about to slide up because she got the cheeks. Hmm. Or then I'd be like, Why would you even? Then I hear that voice like, Why would you even want that person to have a part of you? Mm-hmm. Your goodies. No, and this is the truth though. Your goodies, what God gave you, your goodies were only supposed to go to somebody. Not everybody. Right. And I'm I can attest to this. I feel that letting everybody have And you know what? Um we have to stop because a lot of times we settle for what we feel like feels good, but I got to the point in my life now I may not have the same <laughs> I'm not gonna even go there. <laughs> may not have the same ideal uh path as you. Um, me, all my friends, like we said, we real on here. All my friends know I am not the sex addict. I don't care about sex. So, uh, it never been like my thing. That's never been my, 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 yeah, my forte. I just don't really, I don't know. I don't know what it is about sex. It just don't get me hype. But what I will say, (laughs) what I will say, and I'm not going to say I never had sex before because I have, but what I will say is, is that. I had to stop settling for less in average because we sometimes settle for what just has potential, not for what we know we want. And I'm t- I got tired of settling for potential. I was se- settling for potential because I was like, oh, well, they meet the need right now. But what about in the future? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Um, and we can't just have people meeting our needs for just a, a now moment when you want to build something. That's why you got to ask questions in the beginning of the relationship. You know, like, what what do you plan on doing in the next five years? Because if you ain't got nothing planned, we got to figure out something because yeah. we we got to be on the same the same you know place the same eye eye level. But um, yeah, that's good. Sin is sin is one of the most most uh, important things we should talk about in the body of Christ because we all deal with it like across the board. I think that some people are afraid to deal with it and talk about it. Um, but I'm bold enough now. You can't tell me nothing. You can disagree with me all you want, but. Truth is truth. And a lot of times, I don't say nothing too out of pocket. Everything I try to say is biblical. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming from a biblical and a godly principle aspect. And when we get to that point where we're talking about godly principles, you cannot you cannot argue with godly principles. You cannot argue with what the word says. Um, I give you an opi- opinion all day, but when I hit you with that scripture, you can't argue with, you can't argue, you can't argue with the truth, right? So, more of the story is, sin is wrong. Um, and you're not always going to be in sin forever. There's going to get to a point in your life where you're going to be free. And I pray that everyone is free on here yeah. that listen to this. Yeah. And I think we can start closing. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God, because I feel like we didn't talk an hour and a half. I pray the, uh, the thing is still rolling. But, no, nah, I'm looking at it. It's rolling. Okay. Praise God. Uh, I'm going to let you go, and then I'm going to close out. Do you got any last final things you want to say to the people? No, just uh, be strong in the Lord. Uh, no, seriously, be strong in the Lord. Don't give up. Um, like I said, God has the final say. Sin is not your identity. Yeah, It's just one of your struggles. And um, your identity re- belongs in Christ. 
your identity is victory in him. Um, the Bible says, I have given you the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I have given you that. Um, you don't have to really work a lot for it because he's already paid the price for you to have it. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times we feel like it's rocket science. I tell people, I tell people this all the time. God is simple. Like, I'm not saying that he's a mediocre God. That's not what I'm saying. He's simple. Some things he just does real easy. Like when he was telling the, the, um, the guy that had the infirmity for 38 years at the pull of Bethesda, he was like, get up. Do you want to be made well? Do you want to? All right, doc. If you want to, then get up, pick up your mat, and let's go. Walk. Like, it ain't, he don't got to do abracadabra. He don't got to do all that. All he got to do is say those words. And when he speaks, it has to come to pass. Yeah. So um, just reaffirm yourself. One thing I do even now to this day is that I wake up and I say, I am who you called me to be. You know, I am victorious. I am strong. Um, I am called because a lot of times as people that are in ministry, you guys may not have this, this, I, you know, this testimony, but like people that are in, in ministry, the weight is a little bit different because you're now having to, um, deal with a whole lot more, you know, ministry and in your life and you want to make sure you're right. And you know, you know, you don't want to preach nothing that you're not living out because the biggest thing for me is I didn't want to be preaching out, preaching about deliverance. And they look at me and they were like, yeah. well, you gay. So <laughs> Like, are you really deliver? Is he really a deliverer? Because you over here living a sinful lifestyle. So that's why I wonder, and that's why I tell people all the time, you don't have to be like me. If you don't want to be free, if you don't want, if you want to say being gay, hey, it ain't got nothing to do with me. Don't be gay. Don't be gay. But what I'm saying is if you want to, that's what you have made up in your mind. That's you and God. I don't judge you. I still love you. You my dog. I still got gay friends. We those my dogs, and I ain't got nothing to deal with you. My best friend is actually gay, and that and I sh- and I love her with my whole heart. I'm glad you said her, because when you said my best friend, you like pointed this way. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even gonna see the video. Please. Right. Uh, uh, but anyhow, uh, she she's gay, but I love her. She's the best thing that one of the best things that could happen to me was me and her. We. Just a, that's my dog for sure and so what I'm saying is she's is that she's definitely fire she's gorgeous um, anyhow pr- that is not <laughs> it um, anyhow what I'm saying is it's all between you and God your relationship with God because at the end of the day and I tell people this all the time I could be all wrong I get to heaven I could be all wrong about everything God be like I want all the cakes to come up in here. I got a section just for you. I don't know. I don't know what God has in store. All I know is I'm reading what his word says. I'm going to live as close to his word. And that when I get to heaven, when I make it, he says, well done. Thy good and faithful servant. That's all I want to hear. I want to hear, turn away from me. I never knew you. I say, I want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And that's what we all want to hear at the end of the day. So I thank y'all for allowing me to come on and talk to y'all. I hope we gave y'all some good, good stuff tonight. Glad to have you. The Bible does talk about we're going to be surprised with some of the people that we see in heaven. But I want to close by just saying that. Did you just hear that? Yeah. I don't know what that is. He just said hallelujah. Who? Somebody just said hallelujah. Who? I'm sorry. The one of your neighbor somewhere. I didn't even hear that. Oh, well, I did. I thought that was just a white woman talking, actually. No, but somebody um, said hallelujah. I want to close by saying that despite your sin, I know we've been joking on here a lot. Because that's how we are. But despite <laughs> your sin, don't feel like God does not love you. God loves you. He just dislikes the sin. 
don't let sin stop you from going to God. Sin should not pull pull you away from God, but your sin should humble you mm-hmm. to run to God. Say, God, I need you. Because, God, I cannot do this alone. Yeah. I tried. It didn't work. I tried to do it my way. It didn't work. I thought doing this was the right way. That was not it. God loves you despite of your sin. He just wants you to be better. Mm-hmm. But you have to want to be better for yourself. Check your desires. Because the Bible, I'm sorry, but the Bible says, and I meant to say this earlier, the Bible says he'll give you your desires of your heart. But even within that, you want to make sure your desires of your heart is in his will. Yeah. Because if it's in his will, he can give you your desires of your heart. He'll if you want to be delivered, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. If you want to be in a different predicament or a different situation, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. So w- check your heart posture. Yeah. Because depending on how your heart posture is, God can grant you whatever is in your heart. And if it's pure from your heart, God will do that. So, yeah. So God loves you. He wants what's best for you. But he wants you to also understand that change is going to take time. That is something that I had to understand. Like I said, I still struggle with my sin. But the change has been working as time has been going by. And that's all that matters. All that matters is the progress that you are making. Don't get so caught up because a crackhead that smoke crack will always relapse at least one time. You will probably relapse. Mm. But just because you relapse does not mean you have to continue to relapse. Mm -hmm. Pray. Repent and allow God to do the rest. Mm -hmm. He loves you. He cares about you. So as we close, let's just, I love praying at the end. Oh, yeah. So let's pray. Father, we would just want to thank you and praise you, Lord, for all of our listeners, for everybody that stay tuned to listen to this podcast. Lord, I just want to first thank you for my brother in Christ, somebody who has been through a lot, struggled with a lot fought a lot. God, I thank you for the strength that you have given him to endure this race. To the person that is listening right now, they listen and they said, wow, I struggle with this and wow, God, I was this way and wow, God, I deal with this and they probably came over here feeling like God doesn't love me because of my sin. Yes, God. I want to come against that lie that they cannot experience your love because of their sin. In the name of Jesus. For you went to the sinner And you came to save the lost. When the prodigal son came back to his father, the father was not minding his business, doing something else. The father was looking and searching to see his disobedient son, the son that was so hungry, the son that was so thirsty Mm -hmm. for his inheritance. He was running to see his son return back to him, and he gave him a robe and a ring. He he celebrated his return. Tonight, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just pray that somebody will return and heaven will begin to rejoice because they repented. Heaven will begin to rejoice because they were honest about their mistakes. They were honest about their sins. They were honest about 
where they've fallen short of the glory of God. I pray tonight that heaven rejoices even right now in the mighty name of yeah. Jesus. Somebody is falling on their knees and they're saying, God, I'm sorry. God, I don't want to be this way no more. God, I don't want to deal with this no more. God, please take this thorn out of me. But even if you don't take this thorn out of me, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that you will give me strength to deal with this thorn, that you will give me strength to deal with this limp, that you will give me strength yes, to deal God. with this pain, that you will give me strength to endure this storm that I am standing in. I don't have to walk through the storm of sin by myself, but I know that I have the power of Jesus Christ. I know that I have the spirit of God living inside of me, and greater is he that is within me, that is in this world. So, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just want to intercede for that person that feels weak right now. In the name of Jesus. That, God, you will make them strong. Lord, I and so that they Lord. look at their sin and say, you don't have authority Lord, over me. Yes, God. But we place you under the blood of Jesus. Yes, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I just come asking you right now, God, that you give someone peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard our hearts and our minds. Lord, I thank you right now that no matter what we're facing, we know who you are. And we know that you're an unchanging God. So no matter what we're dealing with, you say in your word, come to me all who are weary and yes. heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke for it's easy and my burden yes. is light. So Lord, I pray right now that we know how to come to you. We know how to run to you. For even your word declares that you are married to the backslider. Yes. So God, I thank you right now that you're willing to open up, hallelujah, some doors, oh God, so someone can be able to walk into freedom. Lord, I thank you right now that we are no longer bound to sin, but there is freedom in you, Father. Yeah. Lord, I thank you right now that you're pouring out your spirit, even as we pray, Father God, and believe in what you're about to do, yes. that you will begin to let freedom ring, oh God, for where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So, oh, Lord, hallelujah. I pray right now that we have the Holy Spirit in us, which will allow us to bear good fruit, oh God, good, bear good fruit that we may have self-control, oh Father. Lord, I thank you right now that even when times get tough, we look to the hills which come as our help, because our help coming from the Lord. Lord, yes, I thank Lord. you right now, God, that no matter what tears we have cried, God, we still believe, Father, that you still have something prepared for us, My that God. everything that we've been through, the Bible says the sufferings at this present time are not worthy to be compared yes. to the glory which will be revealed out of each of us. So, Lord, I thank you right now, God, that the glory is around the corner. Lord, I thank you right now, God, that the glory is still about to make yes. manifestation yes. in our lives, oh God. So, no matter what we face in the past, no matter our baggage, no matter our sin, no matter our wrongs, God, you are now about to show us why we went through everything we went through. It was God. not for punishment. It was not for embarrassment. It was not just to discourage us, but it was to encourage to us to continue to press on to the high calling which you have called upon us, oh God. Lord, I thank you right now that you are doing a new thing, forgetting the former things. The things has passed now. Now we are walking into the new. This is the year, God. This is the time. This is the moment. This is the hour. Whenever someone listens to this, Lord, I pray right now that you let them know that they are walking into the new. The new has come. They are no longer the same personal God. Lord, change our identity. Change our name in you, yes, Father God. We are now new in you, and we thank you, Father God, that it's in Jesus. you who we live, move, and have our being today, Father. Lord, we just thank you that you're having your way, oh God. We trust you. No matter what it looks like, we have faith in you, trusting in the Lord with all thy heart, leaning not to our own understanding. Lord, I thank you right now for even that person yes, Lord. that may have been praying that you take away the sin, God. That you heard their prayer, you heard their cry. For the righteous cry out, he surely will deliver. Amen. Lord, I thank you right now that we have your grace, your mercy that has covered us. We thank you for forgiving us in spite of it all. And we just give you the praise, the glory, and the honor because it's already done. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Amen. Amen. So thank you all for joining us another episode of Grabbing My Sword. I can't wait to see you on the next one. That's <laughs> that's all <laughs> it for me. God bless y'all. Y'all have a good night. All right, y'all. Or a good day, whichever time you're watching this.